Welcome to Odds and Ends, a Stock Odd podcast here with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. Good evening, Rob. How's everything on your end? Not too bad. I guess we got to prepare for tomorrow if you haven't already done so, hey? Yeah, and we're coming up on a nice uh, seasonality here, mid-month seasonality in the final month of the year. And I found some interesting things in there we can chat about today as well. And uh, we've coming, we're coming from a position where the market kind of sold off after Thanksgiving and we've kind of come back all that distance. So we're we're doing well. The VIX is down. Uh, market seems strong. And certain sectors are outperforming others. And it'd be nice to see what the, the data says about that and what what, what has the best odds. So uh, what yeah, do you want to start off with? It was interesting on Friday where we saw the you know consumer defensive and technology both uh, moving higher. Uh-huh. Um, and so just uh, interesting combination there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week, and we culminate it with uh, expiration uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. So um, there are a couple things for people to note that um, in December you have some rebalancing uh, that's done, um, different indices. Um, but w- one notable one probably covers a few stocks people follow is the NASDAQ 100. You've got Airbnb and Lucid, Fortinet, Palo Alto, Zscaler, and Datadog. They're all being added. And the ones being subtracted are CDW Corp, Fox Corp, Cerner Corp, Checkpoint Software, Trip.com, and Insight are being removed. So typically with these additions, um, there can be a run-up ahead of time before the announcement um, of these additions and deletions, uh, just because, you know, people kind of crunch their, you know, people are hired at these firms to crunch these types of things and what's going to be added. And it's changes in market cap. So it's, you know, if you know the formula, you can kind of figure it out. You don't have to wait for the official announcement. Um, and then they get the jump on it and they run up. But that being said, there still is a bit of drift um, up to the point of being added. So I wouldn't be, if I saw, you know, Airbnb strong or Palo Alto strong or something like that, I wouldn't be fading it. I would I would respect that, you know, it could be uh-huh. part of part of the uh, addition um, emphasis, you know, some more demand, right? So so just keep that in mind for some of these tech stocks. Um, you know, and we have the Dow Jones Industrial Averages building on Friday's gains, but it's not at new highs for the year. Uh, it's different for the S&P 500, which is also building on those gains, but it is at a new high. It closed at a new high on Friday, and it's continuing to push into new high territory now. Uh, with the futures open. NASDAQ 100 uh, is also um, gaining on Friday's gains, but uh, the the high for the NASDAQ 100 was November the 19th in terms uh-huh. of, of a record close. So again, there's a difference between prices that are tested and where something actually closes. And we do, we do give more weight and more credence, credence to where things actually close. And so that was what was so notable about uh, Friday for the S&P 500, for example, because it did actually close into new high territory. 
Uh Um, So the record closed for November 19th was 16.575 on the NASDAQ 100. And it's currently around the 16.391 now. So there's a couple hundred points uh, to go. Um, The Russell 2000. Uh, we had a swing low, then we bounced up a little bit, and we have a higher low that's formed now um, in the last couple weeks here. So um, it's well off the highs, and it's a long road to get back to new highs. Uh, it is now, for where the futures are at, it is outperforming the other three. It's almost double the performance for this Sunday. Well, that ties in nicely with the seasonality, too, because um, for the mid-month seasonality, it's expected to outperform the spider and also the third Friday. So all those things are lining up for strength in small caps versus uh, the, yeah, the spider. Yeah, it should be this time of year. I mean, no, no, normally from November through April, we do have leadership in the small caps, um, but we just had such a weird weird recent time of it from the the massive pop on November 1st as we entered this six-month window, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it got ahead of itself, went way up there, broke into, you know, new high territory. Uh, and then and then all of a sudden to sort of be hit with this risk off, uh, you know, they, talk, they took so many uh, technology stocks out and shot them. And then so many you know, Chinese stocks got shot, and when we have uh, the Russell 2000, many of them got shot. So anything that sort of didn't have really robust earnings, you know, dividends, more of a value consideration, just, you know, was to be avoided like the plague there for a little bit of, of time, right? So uh-huh. some of that has bounced back, of course, but uh, the Russell certainly has been struggling. And so this could be the week where, you know, things come together. And it's more of a risk-on week, perhaps, with the mid-month seasonality and going into expiration on Friday. Um, it might be that um, volatility continues to drop because the VIX has been heading down from its recent spike. Um, and it probably head towards the 16. So um, I think that's the tra- trajectory for this week is lower VIX, a um, little bit higher uh, indices. And uh, back over to you. What about the groups and things? Yeah, um, well, for individual stocks, I did a screen uh, to see for mid-month seasonality. And a couple interesting things popped up. A lot of the uh, solar stocks, like Run, Enphase, SEDG, First Solar, these are expected to be um, quite strong during mid-month for December. So I took that theme and I went and checked the uh, TAN, the T-A-N ETF, which is an ETF of solar stocks, to see what the stock odds say about that. And that one showed a mid-month seasonality performance of 4.3% relative to the spider of minus 0.48%. So quite a bit of strength relative to the spider. So there could be something interesting in solar stocks this week. And then um, I looked at um, chip stocks, the SMH. Those are expected to be Still slightly down, but outperforming the spider. And um, I looked to check the QQQs as well. Again, it's more strength in the spider. And even I think XLK, um, that's about the same as the spider. So there's this theme of um, small cap outperformance and also within tech, some of the more high beta stuff, which would be chips and then um, really the, the solar stocks. So that was something um, interesting that, that popped up in today's work. <clears throat> 
Yeah. So um, what about the, you know, inflation argument? And we also have a, a Fed meeting coming up, uh-huh. right? So, um, you know, we've, we've had some recent uh, CPI numbers. And I mean, there's there's lots of stuff that's come out talking about, you know, just the general price increases across the board for so many things. So how does uh, inflation, um, you know, weigh on that? And, and uh, are we looking at uh, that continuing to be a theme this week as well? Um, well, in terms of the chips and technology or? In yeah, like, in I mean, you know, it could weigh on some of these yeah. Tech, I mean, we still have well, supply chain bottlenecks and chips too, yeah. right? Well, chips are a commodity, and with inflation, they have pricing power, right? You, people, people are dependent on them. So I think they can still do great with inflation. Um, I was just checking the TLT right now, the, the interest rates. Um, it, it had come down, the 10 year came down sharply about a couple of weeks ago, but it's rebounded quite a bit of that. So we're at like a 1.5% on the 10 year, and that's going to be strong for financials and I don't think it's going to be where if interest rates go up, it's going to kill all of tech. I think that's been digested, and um, that's where you're baked in, that we're expecting to be higher interest rates come a year from now. So I think any high-growth tech stocks that would have been killed, they've already been chopped down to 20 30%. We've seen those arc kind of stocks go down. But these things like uh, the major chip stocks and the big cap um, technology, they've absorbed the fact that there will be higher interest rates, and um, I think they're showing strength even though interest rates are going up. Mm-hmm. Well, we have seen a bit more shift to, to value over the couple, last couple of weeks. So interested mm-hmm. to see how that theme persists. Um, but, you know, like the, the, this is what the blend of this moving to defensive or value along with still picking up some of these tech, tech names is that, you know, the market's proven over the last 10 to 20 years, you know, you have to bet on tech mm-hmm. and um, it's so scalable, right? It's, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're always willing to pay a, a bigger premium for that scalability. And so that there's money flow into these uh, big names that uh, got corrected. Um, and it, it seems to be there, too, to some degree in the, the financials, even in spite of the, all the innovation that's happening in fintech world. They still like to pick up these uh, traditional financials, too. Uh, maybe the argument is that uh, they will gobble up the other uh you know, tech names um, that are, you know, encroaching on them competition wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So of, of all the groups for this week, what would you, what would you focus on on the long side? What would you focus on on the short side? Yeah, I, I think um, long side would be um, still tech and um I really, I think it, it is tech and some higher beta tech within that, and then short maybe um, the defensive stuff, utility, healthcare. It's a risk on um, theme, right? <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you would have to 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 sort that a little bit too into some of the the value aspects of that if if they want to continue. Like we could have risk, we can have a risk on environment in terms of gobbling up some of the techs and being willing to go into the smaller cap area again because it's so discounted relative to to these other names. Um, you can still have that backdrop as well as the deployment of capital into value, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, like some have called for, um, I forget who it was that I saw, called for sort of like dumping, you know, all the riskier stuff and, and continuing to, you know, to buy everything else, basically. Um, I should find that uh, article. But uh, anyway, it was it was just interesting because, you know, the argument was when you move into an inflationary environment, some of these speculative names are just they're just not going to be able to produce and uh, keep up where you know the traditional value components um, have have proven themselves through inflationary periods and you know, might as well stick with with that you know stick with what you know so well look at apple like uh, i think it had a new all-time high on friday as well and that's both value and growth right it's almost defensive when people get nervous. They want to go into the high-quality mega caps. They go into there, and also they're going to get the benefit from growth. So that's keeps going up no matter what. And we just hit an all-time high. I think uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, in value, and and Apple is you know at these levels getting more expensive. Like if we go back, you know, a year or two, even the fundamentals were so much more attractive. But it's it's risen a long way since then. So, mm-hmm. um, and and the arguments for growth, you know, um, may be diminishing. Even looking at its projections for EPS from this year to next year, um, they're substantially reduced. So I'm not sure exactly why, where that comes from. Maybe the the cycle on, you know, new phones is going to start to slow down. Like, uh, how much more powerful of an iPhone do you need next? You know, yeah. and and when, right? Um, but I mean, they do have a lot of divisions. So, um, and and the thing is, I think still some of the unwind is not it, the the movement in Apple is not just because of the EV car, you know, aspect or whatever. I think some of the unwind is coming from what I've talked about before is that it was being used as a short, a hedge against a lot of other upcomers. And uh, because it was so mature and it had stuck in a range for so long, I mean, you know, uh, it hardly went anywhere really between July and November. And it's just been, you know, late in November that it took off and 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 again in December. So I think some of that's uh, the unwind or where else do people, you know, they, they know they can rely on Apple. So where else do you want to shift your money? Money, money doesn't leave the market it moves around. It's not like, oh, well, let's just take everything out. No, let's let's find something a little safer to put it into. And you know, it does pay uh, an 88 cent dividend annually. So it's not like you know you're not getting nothing back. I mean, it has recent rise is like a short covering rally. It is kind of like a short covering rally, even though the percentage of the float is so small that, you know, the short ratio is negligible on Apple. Uh, but, you know, I think that it was used as a defensive um, uh, positioning, like going into any of the other of the Dow companies. It's like, well, we want tech. We want safety. You know, we want the defensive. We want value. Oh, I guess we only have Apple <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> so that's kind of what's happened there. But anyway, we'll wrap it up. Um, anything more in closing here? No, just um, industrials are a little weaker, too, than the spider for mid-month seasonality. What about some of these defensive names uh, under the, the, the saber rattling that's going on? Um, you know, the G7 just gave uh, 
Putin a warning, blah, blah, blah. Do you think any of the defense contractors are, are set to shine here? I didn't uh, see those in my my screens today. Did you did you do any research on those? Oh, I, I haven't, but just was thinking, I mean, because the G7 just kind of presented Putin with, uh, you know, their their position on this Ukraine thing. Um, and we got Taiwan still is a concern, too, so for China. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there might be some opportunity. Uh, I would think that it, it it's probably Northern Grumman is looking a lot better in terms of uh, breaking out um, versus Lockheed Martin, things like that. I'm not recommending um, Northern Grumman. I'm just saying that there. You go check the go check the stock odds on on some of these defense contractors. And General one. Dynamics is pretty strong as well. Yeah. So yeah. we can we can check on that. There could be a couple good names to put in there. Yeah, GD. Um, so anyway, pre previously you said um, uh, there's some season end of week to beginning of week seasonality in the defense contractors too, right? Like they do the best on Fridays or, or Mondays. You were saying. Um, defense was a little bit better on Fridays just because of the weekend geopolitical risk globally and stuff. Um, and so media was down on Friday. Uh, defense contractors were up on a Friday generally, historically. So, um, but you know, the, the defense contractors have been kind of weak, um, through, uh, November just because, you know, they weren't really included that much in the new budget and, you know, as far as spending. And uh, so the prospects for these things were looking pretty bleak, but count on uh, count on other countries to raise the temperature and bring them back into focus. So since since the saber rattling and the, the, the positioning of Russian troops along the border in Ukraine, the defense contractors have certainly risen to that challenge. OK. All right. Well, let's call it a date and uh, good luck on your stuff. And uh, We'll chat with you soon. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks.